What is up, everybody? And welcome into A to Z Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out a2zsports.com slash Dallas. And also remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's start things off with a question for you guys. Do you like or dislike the Ryan Schottenheimer hiring? It became official on Saturday. Well, did it become official? in? Yeah, on Saturday. And then Cowboys Nation kind of didn't mind at all. I mean, like, to me, I've seen very mixed reactions. Very, very mixed reactions on social media. There are people who hate it. There are people who love it. There are people who really don't care about it. And at the end of the day, I think that that's because we all expected it. The moment that we knew that Mike McCarthy was going to call the plays and that he was going to install his offense, Brian Schottenheimer became the instant favorite to land the gig. And it became even more evident when the Cowboys hired Mike Solari as the offensive line coach because those two worked together in Seattle for three seasons. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat before we get into the details and my take on why you should not mind and why you should not be upset about the hiring. Uh, Drow the Gooner says, love it. Samuel loves it as well. Gregory goes with yes. Bruce says, like. Uh, Toxic Tom says, Mo, it depends. Whose decision was it? Oh, oh, Toxic, you know. You know who made this call. You don't, you don't have to ask me. Chris Smith says, this is a pretty good hire. He was an actual QB coach at first, and he's a good run game coordinator. So perfect. So quick context as to who brought in Mr. Brian Schottenheimer. It is the same guy who brought him in as an offensive analyst last year. This is a Mike McCarthy hiring from A to C. Schottenheimer and McCarthy have a very direct tie because the guy who gave McCarthy a job by, back in 1993 was Marty Schottenheimer, Brian's dad, NFL legend, uh, one of 13 coaches with over 200 wins, the only one of those 13 actually to not be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we know that there is a relationship right off the bat because of that. Schottenheimer has been an offensive coordinator for a, a quite a few years in the NFL. He was a offensive coordinator from 2006 to 2011 for the New York Jets. He was with the Rams from 2012 to 2014. And he was with Seattle from 2018 to 2020. This, by the way, I, I actually see now that this can be confusing what you're seeing on the screen. Those are not his win-loss records. That is his uh, the actual years that he was working on those teams. Now, for some context, New York Jets and Rams, those are in red because through those years, you had five seasons in, with the Jets and then you have three seasons with the Rams. He had a one, only one top 10 
finish in scoring offense in those years. But from 2018 to 2020, he actually finished in the top 10 each and every single one of those years with the Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, he's got a mixed record. He's got some good stuff, some bad stuff. Here is why, though, in my opinion, Cowboys fans should not be upset about hiring Brian Schottenheimer. He's not the offensive architect, period. It sounds super simple. It sounds super dumb. But to me, Schottenheimer's hiring does not move the needle at all for me. Uh, Schottenheimer is not coming in to fill the role of Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy is going to fill the role of Kellen Moore because he's going to be the guy installing the offense, designing the plays, and calling them on game day. Schottenheimer is here to facilitate. That is a key word, in my opinion. So I really don't like it or dislike it. I, I, I will directly write the fence on this one and say, I feel the exact same that I did when the Cowboys announced that McCarthy was going to call the plays and that he was going to be installing the offense because he will be the offensive architect of this team while Schottenheimer is going to come in and he is going to help McCarthy execute that. Now, there are some good things and bad things, though, about Shotty. And I would start by saying that the biggest problem for Brian when he was with Seattle and the reason why he got out of Seattle was the play calling. That is the number one concern of everyone that has seen Brian Schottenheimer be an offensive coordinator. He's not a great play caller. He's not doing that in Dallas. He might not be the best passing game coordinator. He was that for the Jaguars in 2021 under Urban Meyer. We all know how that went. But he did a good job creating a running game. And I actually look at this and I cannot help but think you know, the Cowboys could actually have a decent pairing in Mike McCarthy and Schottenheimer in the sense that one can really take care of the passing game and the other one can be like very involved with the running game. So some, some notes on Brian Schottenheimer. He relies on inside zone. So I think the inside zone running scheme is coming to Dallas. That is going to be the bread and butter of this offense. Schottenheimer loves play action, so expect some play action involved in the Cowboys' offense. Isn't really a fan of stop routes, and that will fit with Mike McCarthy's West Coast approach to offense. And as I already said, the biggest issue on in Seattle was definitely all about play calling, which he's not going to be doing in Dallas. So I actually kind of like this move in that sense. I kind of like the fact that, okay, you bet on McCarthy. So let him run the show. And for the first time since he's been in Dallas, he is going to get that opportunity to run the show. Now, I still feel what I feel, what I said that I felt last week when I told you that this is a very risky bet by the Cowboys. And we'll get into even more details about that later on the show. But the benchmark for Mike McCarthy and Schottenheimer is going to be one of the best offenses in the regular season plus playoff success. So that bar is set pretty high, especially on an all-in year. It is not going to be easy to win this gamble because it was a risky one. The Cowboys already had a good offensive architect in Kellen Moore. 
However we feel about him and what he has done in the playoffs, there is no denying that you could have done a lot worse because the Cowboys during the four years that Kellen Moore was in Dallas were one of the best offenses and one of the most productive offenses in the entire league. They didn't have that thing that made them different from other teams, maybe. They didn't have what the 49ers have when it comes to the wide zone offense. They didn't have those runs That's the, that you know really set up everything else. They didn't have the duo that the Tampa Bay Bucs in 2020 had in which they could just run up the middle with double teams, double teams, double teams, really pull those safeties in and then attack you deep. They didn't have a particular identity. And I think that McCarthy and Schottenheimer can provide that for the Cowboys offense. That is a difference maker. But once more, we probably won't know anything about if it was worth it or not until this time next year when we know how far the Cowboys got in the playoffs. Because the benchmark is probably the divisional round. So it's not going to be an easy bet to win. But overall, I do think that it was time for a change. I do like the idea of letting McCarthy run the show. One thing that I didn't love and I actually hated it was they didn't really look at outside candidates. Like it was Brian Schottenheimer from day one. The only interview that was reported on was Jeff Nixon. And, you know, you got to assume that they were checking boxes because that was the only coach that they interviewed, or at least that we knew of. And that sucks. That's the part that I really don't like. But at the end of the day, if that was your plan from day one, from a football point of view, you got to say, okay, let McCarthy run the show. But I would have liked the Cowboys to maybe interview Joe Brady from the Buffalo Bills and see if he can kick it like uh, fit into what the Cowboys were trying to do, or maybe Bobby Slowick or somebody just bring somebody, um, somebody else in a, a legit offensive coordinator candidate. I didn't like that. That Jeff Nixon was the one interviewed that they set up for the search, but they knew they knew what they were going to do from day zero before they even moved on from Kellen Moore. They had to know that it was always going to be Ryan Schottenheimer who took over on offense. Took over, quote-unquote, because once more, he is not going to be the offensive architect of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's see here. Uh, let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Toxic Tom says, Mo, people were upset when Dan Quinn hired Joe Witt. I am glad that the head coach finally got to be the head coach in Dallas. Well, now... I will also add Mike Nolan was a Mike McCarthy guy. So there has been some good to come off of that and some bad as well. Dallas always hired from within first, says Chris Graham. Let's see here. It was Brian, says Joseph, since March of last year. Probably so. Uh, Sean says it all depends on Dak. And I don't think that it all depends on Dak. It shouldn't be that way, at least. Hopefully the Cowboys do a better job building a team around the quarterback this time around. Because you, hey, the people who say that Dak Prescott is not an elite quarterback, probably right. You you are probably right. But since he's not an elite quarterback, then build a better team around him. Don't, don't tell us that you can't because of a contract that you can really, really restructure or extend and lower that cap hit. 
There was also a question earlier on the show. Um, let me see if I can find it really quickly. Somebody asked on Facebook, I think, if the Cowboys were going to move on from... Okay, uh, I think this was it. P. Fika says, hey, man, I love your objective takes. Thank you. Do you agree with the anti-media take? Dak is truly fine to lead the Cowboys. Uh, I think that Dak Prescott is a quarterback that you can win with. I wouldn't put him in an elite category with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. But I will say that he is a guy that you can win with, with a better team around him. And I don't think that it's his contract that is really keeping you from building said team. Dak is awesome in play action, says Chris Smith, which is perfect for this. Dak is lit compared to Jalen Hurts, says Chris. Hey, uh, Schottenheimer does love play action, so there's that. Schottenheimer, I, I think that's what I like about the McCarthy-Schottenheimer pairing. You can see one essentially being the passing game coordinator in McCarthy with Schottenheimer really complementing things from a run game point of view. That's what I would say. Now, as I've said previously on primetime, one of the reasons why it's also a risky gamble is that McCarthy's offense is dense and he loves details. Uh, I was going over today and hopefully we can go over some of the big takeaways when I'm done with that project because it is going to be a long project. But I was checking out the Packers offense install from 2012. So that was McCarthy's team. The amount of detail within those lights is higher than most NFL teams from what you see from most NFL teams. McCarthy loves to get into the nitty-gritty of plays and he will, you know, have these crazy diagrams in which route for route they have very very extended explanations as to what they should do at least compared to what you see in most NFL insults. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, hopefully, we can get more out of that project later in the offseason. Uh, I want to share that with you guys. But I can tell you that it is not a, a an easy offense to really process. And I think that it's kind of risky to say we're going to move, we're going to shift our offensive philosophy, and it's ha it has to work in year one. That is risky. Uh, that is a, a risky approach. And I'm looking forward to seeing if we see a simplified version of the offense, or at least at the beginning of the year. But McCarthy is going to put a lot on the plates of the players to adapt to a new language, to adapt to a new offense. You know, the concepts don't really change that much. It is the, the whole philosophy behind it and the language used in the playbook. That is the, the thing that is going to be pretty pretty risky in my opinion toxic tom says finally an identity also an identity that isn't pass happy and it is still focused on the run game and you know that's going to be controversial i will say that schottenheimer's offenses when he was with seattle were very run first too and then with the packers it's difficult to know because we went over this actually uh, earlier, uh, like two weeks ago or something, the Packers actually had some of the most, some of the past happiest offenses during McCarthy's year years as coordinator. 
Doesn't look like that way, especially maybe because of first down or something. But if you look at early down pass rate from 2010 to 2014, the Packers were number two, I think, or no, number number two or number one in pass rate. 2015, he didn't call plays, but then 2016 to 2018, the same. They passed the football a lot. Yet it maybe didn't feel like it because they also throw short a lot, you know, West Coast offense style. Chris Smith says, I was told that Mike McCarthy loved play. Um, I, I would assume that it says uh, it was going to say play action, but Rodgers hated it. Analytically, play action is a cheat, says Chris Smith. And not only that, but you don't need like to establish the run as many people say you do. And that is backed up by just looking at how efficient the play action is, even with teams that don't run the football that much and how e efficient it is even on the first quarter when you have not even had a chance to, quote-unquote, establish the run. Play action is just effective. I agree. That needs to be better under pressure, says Kathy over at Facebook. Sean says it's risky if your quarterback is Dak. Listen, listen, we can have as many debates about Dak Prescott as you want. But one thing that I don't think that you can pile on against Dak is his processing and his football IQ. That is one of the biggest reasons why he has remained a starting quarterback in the NFL all of these years. He is pretty smart and he is pretty good at processing the play. So that is actually one of the things that I am excited about when it comes to Dak Prescott running the West Coast. I think that it will give Prescott a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunities to be a difference maker pre-snap at the line of scrimmage. I think that is going to be huge for the Cowboys next season under Mike McCarthy. Aaron Rodgers loved that about McCarthy's offense. He loved having control. And the national media, they told you that, hey, McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers couldn't, couldn't stand each other. But Rodgers had the power given by McCarthy to change all of those calls and be himself a lot of the time. I think they kind of try to portray it as a negative thing late in the in the McCarthy era in Green Bay because things were not working out. But in reality, Rodgers, when he complains about Lafleur's offense being too simplified, oversimplified, he means that he doesn't have as much control of the offense at the line of scrimmage. He liked that about the McCarthy offense. So I see that as one of the positives, actually. I see that as one of the positives for, for 2023. And I do understand that, you know, Prescott had that many interceptions last year, and that sucked. I'm not sure that, that is necessarily processing. I think that it is more than anything forcing plays that are not there and locking into receivers pre-snap and knowing that, oh, I am going to target him, whatever happens. That is different from misreading a defense, for example. I think that uh, Prescott actually does that pretty well. That's not one of the areas that I would criticize. The areas that I would criticize are maybe slow starts, arm strength, and consistency overall. Inez Gomez says, I think that Dak will be better with this change. 
says Ines. Uh, Regina says, every page that is about the Cowboys, uh, so-called fans are so negative. They aren't fans more like bandwagon groupies. And there's there's a little bit of everything, and I kind of enjoy that. I, I, I you know, prime time will always be an objective space. Uh, we will always keep it real when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And during the season, when it comes time, uh, when time comes to predict games, you know that I have even had some predictions against the Dallas Cowboys just because I try to keep it as objective as possible. But with this move, I struggle to really give my opinion because it's kind of like a little bit controversial. I think that Kellen Moore is going to be good for the Chargers. I think that he did a lot of good stuff with the Cowboys. But I also do understand that it was time for a change in Dallas. And you probably maxed out the Kellen Moore-Dak Prescott relationship already. It might benefit Dak to have a new offense to work with, new approach from the offensive architect and maybe he can really improve just off of that we'll see if it happens or not but uh I, I will tell you what though this won't be enough man like the cowboys need to improve the roster as well you cannot half-ass this all in this needs to be a real 100 let's all buy in all in approach your number three wide receiver cannot be no around again in 2023 you need to do something else you need to really try to push this roster closer to what the philadelphia eagles are to what the san francisco 49ers are because those two teams are not going away next year they're not because they're very good rosters the cowboys are not there yet i think that i think that the front office really needs to back up what they're doing with the coaching staff and kind of try to replicate it in the roster because it's not going to be enough just having a different play caller and betting on Dak Prescott improving all by himself make life easier for him. Can you do that? We'll find out. Otherwise, then why are you why are you half-assing an all-in? And let's be clear here, this means extending Dak Prescott's contract so you can open up cap space. Right now, the Cowboys are... 7 million over the cap, more or less, give or take. Restructuring Dak Prescott would open up like $22 million in cap savings. And if you extend him, it can be even more than that. And you can also restructure other players like Demarcus Lawrence. Tyrants Smith and Ezekiel Elliott are more tricky ones because maybe you don't want to restructure them. Maybe you want to keep your doors open on those two. Yeah, Gregory says, Mo, what are you what you are saying is spend more money? Yep, spend money. Bring in better players. Bring in a faster wide receiver or a more consistent pass catcher at the very least. But do something, man. Don't do the same thing. Now, my question for me to you moving on into the next topic, because I, uh, it has to do with just how risky the gamble is for the Cowboys to move on from Kellen Moore and hire Brian Schottenheimer. My question from me to you is, do you think Kellen Moore will succeed with the Chargers? Yes or no, do you think he will succeed? Let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my final answer, let me talk to you about our friends 
over at freemanmazda.net because they make this show possible. It is a family-owned business for over 65 years. When you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with them. And you can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas. You can also check out their website over at freemanmazda.net. And you can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles. Check out their features on the site. Check out the pictures on the outside, the inside of each and every vehicle. And that includes the ride of the week which is the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S. This one starts at $24,225. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, a game-changing Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes all the way up to 31 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S over at freemanmazda.net. Let's talk about Kellen. Do you guys think that he will succeed or not when, when he's with the, with the Jacksonville Chargers? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was not only, he was not only the leading candidate for the Chargers as soon as he became available and he landed perhaps the most attractive offensive coordinating position in the entire NFL. But it turns out, according to Tom Pellicero and according to The Athletic, that Kellen Moore was the runner-up in Carolina. It was not Steve Wilkes, who was a relatively successful interim coach for the Panthers following Matt Rule's firing. Wilkes was third place behind Kellen Moore at second and Frank Reich, who ended up getting the job. That means that Kellen Moore was not only the quick choice for the Chargers to run an offense with Justin Herbert, the most attractive OC position in the entire league, but he was actually a runner-up for a head coaching opening in the NFL. That tells you how respected Kellen Moore is throughout the NFL and I think that it's also reflective as to how big of a gamble the Cowboys are making on Mike McCarthy. And I'm not even saying that I'm against it. As I said, I think that it was time for a change. But I'm saying the bar is high for this coaching staff. Let's see what you have to say. Do you like it or not like it? Dwayne Brown says yes because of the quarterback, not because of him. Gregory says, yes, because the Chargers are 75% there already. We will draft another offensive line, says uh, Lineman, says Rex. Let's see here. Michael H. says, uh, not wishing bad luck on Kellen and his new job. I'm not. Just glad that he is gone. Let's see here. Sean says, Moore will succeed. He's got Herbert, Williams, and Austin Eckler. He's got elite players at all skilled positions. Bill Riddle goes with, yes, Moore will help the Chargers offense. And that's why they went after him. Toxic Tom says, no, he has very poor situational football IQ, something the Chargers already had. Morris Jackson says he will have moderate success. He will get exposed against the Chiefs. It's going to be fun watching those games. It is going to be fun. Showtime goes with Kellen should succeed due to the weapons that he will inherit. He's walking into the best situation, maybe for an offensive coordinator. Herbert has got an amazing arm. 
And he he talked. I watched his introductory press conference to the Chargers. I loved some of the stuff that he said. I, I really did like it. And here are some things that I think about Kellen and his future with the Chargers. And I even tweeted about it. I, I want to like kind of circle back to that tweet and give you my take from when I recently, when I had recently heard what he said about the Chargers job. I think that he's, as everyone said already in the chat, I think that he and working with Herbert's arm is going to be amazing. And that isn't to say that Dak doesn't have a, a an NFL caliber arm, but Herbert might be top three in the league in terms of strength. He can throw from one hash to the other side of the field completely off platform and get the football there. Laser style too. He's a play collector. I do wonder if a fresh change means him finding an identity on offense. I think that there is a high chance that he shows a different offensive philosophy based on the weapons at hand. And something that I believe that we will see, three things that I believe that we will see with Kellen Moore and the Chargers is Herbert playing on their center more often. Empty formations. I can see them doing a lot of that. And this is kind of a quote from Kellen Moore's own words. He said, we're going to do a little bit of Eric Coriel, what, what he learned with Jason Garrett, going to do a little bit of West Coast from Mike McCarthy, and then we'll go from there. We'll explore our options. That's what Kellen Moore said, and I kind of like that. I kind of like that mentality entering L.A. I do agree with Toxic, man. The curl routes have to stop, or at least they have to be diminished. Too many curl routes on Kellen Moore's offense. It is crazy, bro. I actually, among some of the installs and playbooks that I was looking at earlier that I mentioned, man, you can see the quick game stuff from the Cowboys. A lot of hitch routes. A lot of them. <laughs> it is frustrating. Looking forward to seeing how they do. I think that it will be a win-win situation, potentially. Moore is a good offensive coordinator. He just doesn't fit Dax's David Lawrence. And also, he, he's been working under the Cowboys' front office all of this time. He's been a QB coach here for a while, uh, offensive coordinator too. And even though he has extra baggage and he's not only a result of Jason Garrett's coaching tree and Scott Linehan's kind of like branch, he is... He's a more complete coach beyond that. Uh, he was already a Bryant Mind coming out of, of Boise State. So maybe he shows a new playbook. Maybe he shows a different philosophy. I wouldn't be surprised with any of that. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. So do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream. Remember that every single like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. We are live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. You can also check out Skywalker Steel every morning. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you stick around. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I really enjoyed this show, and I am looking forward to this week. We will have some Super Bowl content, maybe, even though it, it is not a Cowboys game. I think we all would love to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. It's going to be a fun one. Hope that you guys have a fantastic Sunday night.
They didn't even talk about the Pro Bowl. Trayvon Diggs picked off Stephon Diggs. Those are bragging rights for life, my guys. I'm excited for him too. Hit the like button. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you to Ines, the guru. All of you guys for tuning into the show. I appreciate you. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, here on Primetime. As always, brought to you by our friends over at CreamyMazda.net. Nos vemos el día de mañana, en lunes. Adiós.